Well, good morning, Radiant Life. My name is Ryan, lead pastor here. And just want to take a quick second for me to look into the camera and look at you ladies and say happy Mother's Day to all of you out there. And we normally love to give you all a gift if we were together, but um, we're working on something that when we reopen, we'll have some sort of thing to bless all the ladies out there. So happy Mother's Day. Make sure if you've got kids at home or if, if there's a husband at home, they do something special for you today, all right? And you can even throw my name under the bus to say, Pastor Ryan said it, you got to do it, all right? There you go. Well, as Pastor Brandon said, this is the last week of At The Movies. But before we jump in, that means next week, next Sunday, is a brand new teaching series, and that is Into the Unknown. It is so relevant in the right timing for us because we have no idea what two months are going to look like from now. We have no idea what three. I mean, you have sports like the NFL and college football not even knowing if they're going to open up in the fall. So how do we go into the unknown with not knowing what's there? How do we go into uncharted waters? Because don't we all like to have at least a map or a game plan? And so that's going to be a three-week teaching series into the unknown. So you, you want to make sure you jump on next week for week one of that. And we're going to jump in that next week. But this week, wrapping up at the movies, I'm going to wrap it up with a wonderful movie that was, if you were able to watch it, perhaps you shed a tear, at least got water in the eyes, but it's called Breakthrough. Breakthrough. And one of the beauties that I love doing about at the movies is that Jesus, in the time of Jesus, Jesus taught in parables. He had spiritual principles that he brought into story. And I think in today's world, our modern parables are stories that we can jump into. They're movies. And that's one of the reasons why we do this at the movie series. We try to do it about every year, every year and a half for us. But I'm going to wrap it up, jumping into this movie, Breakthrough. This movie is based on a brand or a, a, a true story about a young middle school boy who actually broke through the ice and drowned. They actually couldn't find him for 15 minutes. And um, he was actually pronounced dead at the hospital. And in, in this movie, you have one of the stars of this movie is a lady by the name of Chrissy Metz, who is from This Is Us, as well as Topher Grace. He plays the pastor in the movie, and Topher Grace is well known for that 70s show. And those two star in this movie. But as I said, it's based on a, brand, or based on a true story where this middle school boy is hanging out with some friends and they loved basketball, but they walked out on a frozen lake and it wasn't completely maybe frozen or completely safe for the kids. And all three of them break through the ice. And two of them were able to escape the ice while this boy's name was John Smith. I'm not kidding. It literally was John Smith. You'd sit there and go, Ryan, you're making John Smith up. No, I'm not. The, boy, the middle school boy, 14-year-old John Smith, was the only one that, of the three friends that could not make it back up. And he ended up sinking to the bottom of this lake. The rescuers get there. They can't find him. 15 minutes go by, and finally the rescue divers believe what they feel down there is a body and pull him up. They try resuscitating John Smith, and they couldn't. They rush him to the hospital. The hospital says there's no brain activity, and they pronounce him dead. But not John Smith's mom did not want to believe the doctor's report. They said, you may want to go and say your goodbyes to your son. 
For he's been dead, no brain activity, no pulse. And he had been underwater for 15 minutes. And by the way, your son has blood in his lungs. He's pronounced dead. His mom's name um, was Joyce Smith. Now Joyce Smith was a believer. And when she heard the report from the doctors that your son's dead, she wanted a different report. She believed in the God of miracles. She said, I realize what with man, it may seem impossible, but with God, anything is possible. And this is where this miraculous story kind of takes off. And to relate it to a Bible verse or a Bible scripture or a story that uh, Jesus taught, if you've got your Bible or your tablet or your phone, turn to the New Testament in Luke chapter 7. And that's kind of where we're going to anchor this story. It's so relatable to the movie. But what's interesting is I want to ask the question, how many of you know that when we feel hopeless, that the God of hope can intervene in anything? He can intervene at any moment, at any time. And let's jump into this story and see how it relates to the movie. Luke chapter 7, verses 11 through 17. We'll look at these seven verses. It begins this way. Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain, and a large crowd followed him. A funeral procession was coming out as he approached the village gate. The young man who had died was a widow's only son, and a large crowd from the village was with her. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. Then he walked over to the coffin and touched it, and the bearers stopped. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. Then the dead boy sat up and began to talk, and Jesus gave him back to his mother. And great fear swept the crowd, and they praised God, saying, A mighty prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people today. And the news about Jesus, check this out, is spread through the Judea and the surrounding countryside. Just like in Breakthrough, a mother with heartache is devastated that the doctors tell her, your son is dead. And here we have the story of Jesus. He's on a journey, but he intercedes into this funeral procession and realizes a mother with great devastation and heartache realizes her son is dead. Now, I want to show you a quick map to help us understand where Jesus was heading because there's two crowds, and these two different crowds are going to intersect here. Here's a map of ancient um, Israel, and 80% of Jesus' ministry was spent around the Sea of Galilee. And he was coming from Capernaum, which would be his, uh, his home base, if you will. That's kind of where he based his ministry out of. And he was making this trek all the way down to Nain. Now, this trek, if you go directly, it's about 25 miles of a journey. And so here's what Luke records. And I love that Luke records this uh, story for us because Luke is an ancient physician himself. And here he's writing about an incredible miracle that God did. I wonder if it just blew Luke's mind out of the water too as a doctor in the ancient world. But here's the first crowd that is making its way to, from Capernaum to, to Nain. It says this, when Jesus went with his disciples to the village of Nain and a large crowd followed him. I wonder if Jesus wasn't a little bit irritated by the large crowd. Like I wonder if Jesus just didn't want a little bit of um, isolation, maybe. Just like maybe what we're experiencing, but maybe not to the full degree of what we're experiencing, but maybe he just wants a little alone time. 
But the popularity of Jesus and the life and the vitality that Jesus brings to people, his popularity was coming off the roof. It was just blowing the roof apart. And so now you have his 12 disciples, his 12 best friends that he did ministry, he did life, and you have a large crowd. They would have been following Jesus with, with intrigue, with perhaps cheering because they've seen Jesus do incredible miracles already. They love his teachings. And so a large crowd is following. And then we're told literally in the next verse that all of a sudden we have a second crowd in this story. And the second crowd is a funeral procession that's led by a mother. The one crowd was led by Jesus, bringing life and vitality to people. And the other crowd, well, a funeral. A funeral that a broken mother was leading, weeping, hurting deeply because her son died. And I can't imagine what it's like to be a parent to have to bury their child. I can't. And Lord willing, I hope I never have to. But you have two completely different crowds converging. You have a crowd that's probably excited, can't wait to see what Jesus does next, and you have a crowd that's weeping and mourning and having devastation in their life, and they're going to intersect. In the movie Breakthrough, this is a picture from the movie. This is John Smith here who loved basketball, and the boys were just goofing around. And they, they end up on this ice, and then a, a fellow from the shore yells, hey, boys, get off the ice. It's not safe. And what they really wanted to do is just get down and take a picture together, right? They just want a little selfie. And this all happened back in 2015. And this is actually the real picture of the, of the, of the picture that they took on the ice. This is moments before that ice underneath them would break through. Moments before, John Smith here would be down underwater for over 15 minutes, no pulse, no brain activity, blood in the lungs, and this ice would break through. And I can't imagine what that's like. I can't imagine what it's like that the mother in breakthrough feels when the doctors say, say your final goodbyes to your son. I can't imagine what it's like in the story that we looked at with Jesus and he intercedes in this other funeral procession. I can't imagine what it's like to be that mother weeping, crying out loud, knowing I have to go bury my son right now. I can't imagine what it's like to be either one of these mothers in this story, both who lost a son. And here's what's interesting, what Luke says in verse 12. The young man who had died was a widow's only son. Two big key things here. Number one, her only son died. Her only boy. Gone. We're not told how he dies. Was it a tragic accident? Was it a childhood illness? We're not told. We know in breakthrough he dies because he drowns. But here's the second interesting thing. The mom that's mourning, that's leading this funeral procession, she's a widow. She's already experienced death. Her husband has died. 
She's buried her husband, and now she's walking to the graveyard to bury her son. And in the ancient world, a widow and no son, you're pretty much on the outside of society. You're more than likely, perhaps, you're living in poverty at this time. I love in in the movie Breakthrough, they bring the mom, and as as they bring in the mom, Joyce Smith, she begins to pray. She wants God to intervene in a big and incredible way at this moment. And she just, lets, she just lets God have it. She brings all her grief and her devastation to God, pleading and begging with her, God, do a miracle in my son right now. And jumping back into the story. No, I wanna say this to mothers. Moms, keep praying. Keep praying. There is power to prayer. And it took a mom, by the way, whose husband was too embarrassed and couldn't handle the situation, never even stepped foot in the ER room. But the mom did. Moms don't give up. Don't give up. She's sitting there, stroking her son's hair, holding his hand, pleading with God, God, you gotta do something. I'm not gonna take this death as an answer. Jump back into the story as these funeral procession and Jesus' crowd kind of intervenes. What I find very interesting in today's society, when we see a funeral procession, we see it with cars, right? And in the, as out of respect, you're to pull over to the side of the road, just in case you didn't know that, and allow the funeral procession to go by, then you can resume your driving. Well, in Jesus' day, they're not having cars. They're carrying the casket. It's a large group of people carrying the casket. And instead of pulling over to the side and just Jesus in the crowd, letting this crowd pass by, I love how Jesus responds. When the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. I don't know about you, but... I love that we serve a God who sees us. And we serve a God who is not distant, but is near. And we serve a God that sees us in our devastation with compassion. That's my first point, that Jesus breaks through devastation with compassion. And I know it is hard right now for many of us living in this isolation during the COVID-19 period. I totally understand that. I realize so many of us, we want to be together again and be in this facility. We are excited to be back. I realize that. I want you to know, no matter what you're going through right now, Jesus can break through your fear, your anxiety, your worry with his compassion. You got to believe that. And I think the critics of our faith say, well, your God's distant. Your God is uncaring. That can't be further from the truth. Our God cared about you and I so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus Christ, and took the punishment of sin that should have been on us and died on the cross for you and me so we can enter into relationship with him. That's the God of compassion we serve. And I love that. And listen, he doesn't just break through your devastation with compassion, and it's a beautiful, he doesn't do it with pity. Have you ever seen a a person on the side of the road with a flat tire? 
Uh, you know, pity is you go by this person and say, I feel bad for him. But what do you keep doing? You keep driving by, right? But I feel bad. That was pity. Compassion. Compassion slows down enough that turns the car over to the side of the road and gets out and says, can I help you? That's the difference between pity and compassion. And Jesus sits there. Remember, he's got a large crowd following him. He's on a mission right now. And he took compassion. He could have stepped aside, let the funeral procession happen. But he intervened with compassion. And that's what he does for us still today. And I love what he says next. I don't know if you caught this. This is really, you kind of look at it and say, Jesus, are you being mean here? Like, what is this? And he says this, don't cry, he said. You're like, okay, wait, I thought you see us with compassion. Then you tell the mom, don't cry. How can you say that? She just lost her son. But I, for those of us that are parents, um, maybe your, your kid has fallen off a bike, scraped knees, and they're crying, right? So what do you do as a parent? Do you say, well, maybe some of us say this. <laughs> well, just suck it up, buttercup, all right? But... Many of us probably would run over there to our child as they are crying and holding their knee, bleeding, and we would get down with them and say, don't cry. Why do we say that? Because we're saying, hey, daddy's here. Mommy's here. I'm with you now. And that's what Jesus is saying here. He's not being mean. He's showing compassion to say, hey, hey, I'm here with you now. The one who can change all this. I'm here with you. And then the story continues as we've read. And when the Lord saw her, his heart overflowed with compassion. Don't cry, he said. And then he walked over to the coffin, touched it. You would have been pronounced unclean according to Jewish law for even touching the coffin of a dead body. Uh, this is the compassion Jesus has. I would tell you, no matter what you did last night or a week or a year ago, you may feel dirty, but Jesus will still come and make you clean. He will intervene and say, hey, don't worry. You come to me, I'll get, I'll get it all cleaned up. You don't have to get cleaned up in order to come to me. You come to me with all your baggage, and I'll work on all that baggage with you. And, he, and if you're a follower of Jesus, we may have to do this sometimes with people. We may have to get dirty sometimes. So many times, what did Jesus, he was hanging out with prostitutes. He was, hanging, he was with lepers, touching lepers, who had to walk around in the community and yell, unclean, unclean. How embarrassing. But Jesus took the time with compassion and still laid hands on him. I'm telling you, friends, if we're ever going to get people to Jesus Christ, it's going to take us a little bit of time to get dirty and get into the weeds. And Jesus, in the middle of it, he walks over to the coffin and touches it. And the bearers stop. I wondered if they stopped because they were like, Jesus, what are you doing? We don't do this. Young man, he said, I tell you, get up. And then the dead boy sat up and began to talk. And Jesus gave, his, gave him back to his mother. Ha, we're not told. I, I just, I wonder what the mom would have done. Did she weep? Did she want to hug Jesus? What did she do? More than likely, she was overfilled with joy in that moment. Let's jump back into the movie. Joyce Smith is crying over her son in that ER room. Crying. 
she begins to pray out of her desperation. And in her prayer, she says, Holy Spirit, bring life back into my child. And here, all of a sudden, out of that prayer, a pulse starts happening. And the nurses on their monitors, they hear it, they see it, and they come running into the, this ER room. And the doctor, Dr. Stutter, who was the, who was the, the physician at the time during when uh, young John Smith passed away, this is, his, this is truly his medical report of the situation. He says this, patient died, mother prayed, patient came back to life. The doctor couldn't even describe it. All he knows is, I know mom was left in the room after we already pronounced him dead. She was praying and weeping and we heard it. And I all of a sudden I know, Pulse was back after we pronounced this boy dead. Here's the second thing. Not only does Jesus break through our devastation with compassion, Jesus breaks through heartache with hope. I just need to give you hope this morning. Know that COVID-19 will end. We will get through. There is hope. We may be walking into an unknown. We may be walking into uncharted territory. But the God of hope is still here. And he is still with us. And we believe the same God that we find in scripture that's doing miracles is the same God today that we worship. What he once did, he can still do. And we believe that. We are a church that prays and believes in the power of praying moms and praying people. We believe that. We have seen on our first Wednesdays, that time that we come together, and it's a little different than our Sunday mornings, but we anoint people with oil and we pray. We have seen people with tumors completely gone the next day after we laid hands on them and prayed, and then they go to the doctor's office the next day, and the doctor says, your tumor's gone. We have seen broken relationships be healed in the name of Jesus. And you would look at these broken relationships and say, there ain't no way under heaven is this thing ever going to work out. And Jesus brings them together. Look at what James, the, the brother of Jesus, has to say. He says this, are any of you suffering hardships? Uh, yes, it's called COVID-19. It's all of us. And then there's a formula, James, the brother of Jesus, says. All right, you're experiencing it. Here it is. You should pray. You should pray. Are any of you sick? Maybe. Sick of COVID-19 and isolation, but yeah, some of us need some physical healing. Here's an answer. Then you should call for the leaders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. That oil is a symbolic rep representation in the New Testament of the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. Because as followers of Jesus, that's who dwells within us. And it's a physical representation of that. I want to tell you, friends, we are not a health and wealth church. That's a false gospel. In fact, Jesus says, in this world, you will have trouble. That's where we don't like Jesus saying it. But the a backside of what Jesus says is, in this world you have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world. Jesus breaks through heartache with hope. So my question is, where's your hope? Hardships, James says, start praying. Start praying. As I close, this is a real picture of the pastor that Topher Grace plays in the movie. This is a picture of John Smith 
who was pronounced dead, and his mom, Joyce Smith, that uh, Chrissy Metz plays. This is a real picture. And what I love about this picture is that there are two people in this picture that never lost faith. The pastor never lost faith. And the mom never lost her faith. Even over her son's body, praying, God, I need you in a big way. Can I just tell you, I don't know why God chooses to heal some and not others. I don't know. But I do know this. God can heal in three ways. God can do miracles. Like what happened to John Smith. God can use medicine and the wisdom of doctors to heal people. And God can heal people when he calls them home to heaven and they're given a new body. But I want you to close with this. Don't break faith before you break through. Don't break faith before you break through. I wonder sometimes if we give up and the miracle is that far away, but it's just too difficult and we give in. That relationship was just too much. Even though the breakthrough was just on the other side, if I just had faith and just kept going. That financial disaster I felt like we're in, I'm just, forget it. That addiction, this is just who I am now. Don't break faith before you break through. So I'm gonna close with this question. Close with this question and with our At The Movie series. With Galatians 6, 9, I'll get to the question in a moment. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. At the right time though. And I know sometimes God's timeline and my timeline aren't matching up. I want them to. But at the right time, his time. Don't break faith before you break through. So here's the question. This morning, do you need a breakthrough? Do you need a breakthrough with your fear? Do you need a breakthrough with your worry and anxiety? Do you need a breakthrough in your finances? Do you need a breakthrough with a physical healing? Do you need a breakthrough in your marriage or broken relationships with your kids? Where do you need a breakthrough? And maybe for some watching, you need to break through with your faith. You're still what we love to say here at Radiant Life. You're kicking the tires of faith in God and you're just quite unsure, but you have this tugging on your heart. That tugging is the Holy Spirit. It's the presence of God nudging you closer to Him. Perhaps you need a spiritual breakthrough. Now's the time, this Mother's Day 2020, in isolation amidst a pandemic to cross the line of faith. Maybe that's where it is. I'm gonna give you a chance right now. So if all of us watching, let's just bow our heads, let's close our eyes. And if this is you and you need a breakthrough with faith and in coming into a relationship with Jesus, now's the time. Just repeat this prayer to yourself, just quietly, just say this, say, Heavenly Father, I've done my own thing. And I'm tired of it and I want more of you. I want all of you. This morning, I put my faith and trust into you, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for me, rose again three days later, 
and defeated death and sin for me. Today, I put my faith and trust into you. Empower me to live a life that's worthy of you and fill me with the Holy Spirit. And for the rest of you that just need a breakthrough in another area, I wanna pray over you in this moment. So if you need a breakthrough, if you're willing and you're in your home, would you just lift your palms up to the heavens? And I wanna say a blessing over you. Father God, may we experience a breakthrough. Whatever that breakthrough is, God, you know the homes right now, what they need in the middle of this pandemic that we are confused, we are maybe angry with it, we don't know what's going on, God, but we need a breakthrough and we are calling that heaven would be opened up, that your presence would just fall upon us and we you would break through our devastation with compassion, that we would know that you are there, God, that you would break through our heartache with your hope and that our eyes are fixed on you. You, Jesus, through it all, break through whatever is holding us back. And may we never break faith in what we're facing today. And we pray this over everyone and the matchless and the miraculous and in the life-changing name of Jesus Christ. And everyone at home said, amen and amen. Hey, let's worship, if you will. Let's stand and let us sing. Let's shout it on the mountain that He is God. Would you stand with me?